I'm Sunyarita, and this is Running on Optimism, the podcast for amateur runners or really anyone drawing inspiration from something or someone in their lives. For today's episode, I had a super fun conversation with Tiffany Underwood Holmes, who exudes joy, love, and passion for running when you chat with her and when you check out her impressive current 400-plus-day run streak. Before her current streak, Tiffany had maintained a streak for more than five years until her first daughter was born. And the support from her husband almost had her out of the hospital after having delivered a baby, but she thought better of it. I think you'll really enjoy hearing Tiffany's run story that embodies running on optimism. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm so excited to know more about your impressive run streak and what gets you out every day. So let's start. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you began running in the first place. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. And um, I am—I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, I'm a musician. I work in musical theater, and um, I started running in 2014. Uh, I. I kind of did the reverse of what most people um, do. And my mother signed us up for these Disney races. She lived in in Disney at the time and she signed us up for the um, Disney uh, Princess Half Marathon Weekend 10K and and Half Marathon. It was called the Glass Slipper Challenge. And she signed us up for them and I promptly forgot about them. I was uh, a newish mom. I had a toddler um, at home and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to like run these races and I don't run. And so she said, you know, well, we already have the plane tickets, just come down to Florida and we'll go to the expo and just go to the parks and get our shirts. We won't get medals, but it'll just be a fun to have a girls weekend down in Disney where there are a whole bunch of other women that are running. And I went to the expo and it just lit me up. It lit a fire in me. And I thought, like, this is going to be horrible, but I just really want to try it and see, like, what I can do. So I, from uh, from never running, ever, from being, like, the last kid in gym class to finish the mile, the just it never being my thing, uh, I, I completed, it wasn't pretty, but I completed a 10K in Disney World. And, um, and I could barely walk for days afterwards. And I thought, oh, I just, I really want to be able to do that well. So I started running after my first race. And I'm a very all or nothing kind of person. Um, So I went in just like full steam ahead and just thought, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run all the time. And within I would say probably two or three weeks, I found myself with a double stress fracture, one in each foot. Oh. And I was sidelined for um, a good six weeks at where, it, you know, the doctor said, you can't do anything. If you do, it's going to get worse and I'm going to put you in two boots. And I thought, you know, I have a two-year-old. I can't be walking around in two boots. I can't be walking around in one boot. So I I did all of the ricing that she told me to do, compressed and 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 elevated and um, stayed off of my feet. But after that, I really just became passionate about running well, being a healthy runner, but never 
ever having to stop again. And that kind of fueled my passion for running because I ran, I ran poorly and then I started running and I hurt myself and I just wanted to be able to run well all the time. So that's kind of how I started. <laughs> that's incredible. So my first question is, what made your mom decide to sign you guys up for a race? Was there like anything that indicated, hey, you know what? <laughs> this is a really fun weekend for us. So, so my mother, she retired to Disney. And so we had, we had always been a Disney family, but she was living and working down there. Um, and she also, she had done a couple of Disney races before, not as a runner, but she had like walked to the marathon or something like that. So she just thought, I, I, I think that you'll really like this. It's fun. It's kitschy. People dress up. They take pictures with the, the uh, characters. It's not like a lot of pressure. It's just something fun to do and, um, and, and, and see the park. So she has always been kind of a long distance walker. She did this thing. I think it still exists. Um, but, but called Volks Marching. I'm, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're no. these just like events where you walk places. And I think it's German in its origin, but she did it in Maryland, like in the 90s. So she's always kind of had that drive to walk long distances in events. Um, so she wasn't, I guess, uh, she wasn't turned off by the idea of, of walking an entire marathon. And, and Disney will let you do that as long as you keep a certain pace. Um, so that, it, it was just, it, she has a whole bunch of goofy ideas and I went along with it because I thought, hey, it's, you know, a, a trip to Disney to hang out with my mom. That's awesome. I love, I love the adventure. I mean, if I, well, not if, when I retire, I want to lead a life of just adventure of like, hey, this sounds fun. That's really, really fun. I love that. And I totally can relate to that feeling you had when you saw that expo. Because when I went to my first expo was, uh, was for the New Jersey half marathon. But, and well, for the New Jersey Marathon series, I was running the half, but there was like the, the people running the full and I would look at them like, oh, I know I'm only, I know like a half marathon's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. Like the full, I'm like, you guys are like the cool kids. Can I be a cool kid someday? I'm not a cool kid just yet. I'm hoping this October, but I can totally relate to that feeling of, I think it's the thing that kind of, um, it's a string that kind of ties all my conversations together that the running community is just so, it can be immersive and it can be inclusive and it just kind of, there's something about it that if you love it, you love it, right? For sure. Yeah. Yep. So you have the stress fractures. When, so how did you get back into running? I, um, I started, I got connected with, uh, there's this national organization that has local chapters called Black Girls Run. And I had seen some uh, shirts, I actually think at the race, and I'd looked them up. And, and the Baltimore chapter had a standing run at the lake that's three blocks away from my house. So, um, so all of a sudden, I mean, my family thought that, that aliens had invaded my body because this was so just the opposite of the person that I was before I started running, all of a sudden I was waking up at quarter of five in the morning to schlep myself in, in the cold and, you know, before the sun came up to run with strangers. I mean, all of these things were just 
completely not something that pre-running Tiffany would ever consider doing, completely out of my comfort zone. But, um, but I got connected with that group and that's actually where I met my, um, my running partner, Anissa. We both uh, went to uh, those standing runs that were at this lake close to my house and, and we just kind of really hit it off and started running together even when uh, the group runs weren't happening. Um, and, and that really kept, got me going and kept me going to have a friend to run alongside for a long time until I got really comfortable being able to do it on my own. Gotcha. So, so I did that for a, a good long while. And, um, and, and Anissa and I, we would like meet each other at the group run, but then we would decide that we wanted to run together instead of two days a week, we wanted to run together four days a week. So we would meet up on the other days, or if they were meeting at a time that wasn't like great for the two of us, we would just, you know, um, meet kind of separately from that. So I would say probably for at least a year or two, I was running with, um, with the local group for Black Girls Run with some regularity um, before I kind of spread my wings and, and felt more comfortable running with other groups of people, going to races, things like that. Yeah, and I guess that you reach a certain comfort level with your own running ability that you just, you're like, you know what, maybe the group's not meeting today, but I really need to go out for my run. I, I right. want that. Yeah, for sure. So, so you, you did their standing runs, and so you had fully recovered from the stress fracture. Mm -hmm. So we were talking, before we started recording, we were talking about run streaks and your well i was i've been super impressed by your current run streak no idea that you had an even longer one going before this one so you started running and did it just did it just occur to you that hey i've run this many days in a row let me keep going or was it just something that happened well uh so runner's world magazine has this uh, um runner's world run streak that they host online twice a year. So they have the one from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day to kind of get people continuing to run into the winter. And then they have uh, another one on Memorial Day to the 4th of July. So uh, like, you know, I was fully immersed that first year into running through my love of racing. So I signed up for a whole bunch of races. I ran my first half marathon that year. I ran the Hershey half marathon um, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is like running through Hershey Park. And, uh, and that was really fun. And then I signed up for the local turkey trap because you can't be a runner and not do, you know, your local turkey trot, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and so I ran that turkey trot and, and on Instagram saw this runner's world run streak that starts on Thanksgiving. And I said, well, I ran today. Let me run tomorrow and let me run the next day and see if I can do this. And so I kind of connected with some other people who were doing that 2014 uh, run streak through Instagram. And I didn't even tell my family that I was doing it again. Like they would have, especially in that first year, they would have been like, we need to get her head checked. Like she's running every day after years of claiming that she would only run when chased. So I don't yeah. even think that like, I don't even think that my husband realized that I was running every single day until maybe a day or two after Christmas because we were we were on vacation and I was like really antsy about having to get 
someplace by a certain time so that I could go for a run. And, and he was like, you ran yesterday and the day before that, what's the big deal? Just take a day off. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this thing. Okay, fine. I, I confess. <laughs> I'm running. Whole, it was on the download, like the whole time there was like, yes. Oh yeah. I kept it like, <laughs> I kept it really, really close to the best, that, that first run streak. Um, and, but I had this community of people that we were like, you know, liking each other's posts. And then someone had started like just a really small Facebook group with maybe like 30 of us that were doing it and wanted to continue past New Year's Day. So I, 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 a couple of days after Christmas, I kind of came clean with my family that I'm doing this crazy thing where I'm running every day. And um, were no intervention necessary. They they did not intervene, even though it took a while for them to fully understand and a lot longer for them to really buy in. But now they're very invested. I mean, to the point that I, I ran the day that our youngest daughter was um, born. Like I was going into labor or I thought that I was going into labor and I said like you know I need to run at least a mile in case like this baby comes today and and the next morning you know I'd been up all night because I I delivered a baby and and my husband at eight o'clock in the morning he was like if you want me to figure out a way to sneak you out of the hospital so that you can get your run in I, I will do that for you. And I'm like, I'm not that crazy, but I really appreciate the full oh throttle support. Oh, that's <laughs> um, so wonderful. So we've, we've come a long way in that five and a half years. Like, you know, if I, it, that definitely would not have happened in 2014, but, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I didn't have a goal in mind when I started the run streak. I just wanted to see if I could do the Thanksgiving to New Year's Day thing. And then the small group of us, we just kept it going and we would rename the streak for each upcoming holiday. So we changed it from the runner's world streak to the Cupid run streak. And we were like, let's just see if we can keep this going until Valentine's Day. And then it was the shamrock streak. Let's just see if we can keep it going until uh, in, until St. Patrick's Day. And, and some people dropped off, but we just kept supporting each other and no one knew how it would go. And there are, there are a couple of, you know, just Instagram friends, but like people that I've been following and they've been following me since, since Thanksgiving of 2014, that their running streaks are still intact from that oh, time, wow. which is incredible. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then I, I had just these unspoken goals, like, can I get to double or triple digits? Can I run for a hundred days straight? And then once I did that, it was like, oh, well, can I do this for a year? And the, the more that I did it, the more that I became really, truly just like recalibrated and re-hardwired. And it's to the point now where I am unsettled in the day until I've gotten my run in. Um, and there are ebbs and flows to my running and there have been different things that have gone on in life where I haven't been training for a race, but the run streak has kept me going even if I'm just running a mile a day for a season of, you know, life. So it's, it's been really, um, I've learned a lot about myself and my ability to just power through for a goal through through run streaking yeah I can that totally resonates um 
my husband who had about 320, he was going for the 365, 320 something. Um, it stopped because he, we all got COVID and it was a matter of, um, he was still trying to convince himself that he could run and keep the streak alive. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's a great idea. Everything says you have COVID, you need to rest. But I almost feel like, especially during, during COVID season when there aren't any races, I feel like maybe for a lot of runners, there could be that lack of motivation because there is no race to look forward to. Um, how do you how do you get yourself out there? It's happened to me lots of times. I mean, I've been injured and I've had COVID, but in between, I've totally made lots of excuses like, oh yeah, well, I'm not really training for anything. So the run streak is definitely something that kind of keeps moving you forward. So I can totally understand that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned uh, yet like here or when we were talking before, I'm definitely an all or nothing person. Mm -hmm. So there is the underlying fear and like total potential for if I stop running one day, I might just not start again. <laughs> so, um, and I know people who have done that and like, you know, and, and they're okay with that. And like, everybody has to make the choice that's right for them. But I know that if I don't keep running, I might not start running again. Um, and I know that rebuilding is hard. I mean, just in the like two and a half months um, of postpartum recovery where I did not run, um, that I knew that it was going to take me a while to get back to to where I had been to just, you know, running a mile straight to feeling like myself in my body again. Um, and so there's, I think that that run streaking helps with that, that you never have to fully rebuild. Even if there are periods where you're not training really hardcore for something, you always have at least a base level of fitness and endurance if you're running every day. Definitely, definitely. And, but you do so much more than just run. I've seen your, your Instagram posts because you're running, but you're also incorporating a lot of other stuff. You've been posting a lot, and I don't have the Peloton app, but all of the races that you, or all, all of the, uh, the runs that you post about, I'm like, that sounds really inspiring. I really like that. Oh my goodness. Like Peloton, hire me because I will tell everybody <laughs> yeah. about you. I yeah. mean, um, no, it's, so I just started running with Peloton like this year and <laughs> Uh, and before that, I was an, uh, I did not run with music at all. I would run, you know, either with a friend or with a podcast in my ears. Uh, I, I don't know if it was like just some like silly pride, like I don't need music to, to get going or whatever. But there is something about having somebody else structure a workout for you and tell you what to do um, that really just gave some structure to what I was doing that I didn't realize I needed, especially in this, um, in this period of time where I'm not training for anything in particular. And right before um, I started doing the, the Peloton runs and all of the other workouts with Peloton, I had just done like a, a, a like 10K training program on Map My Run just because I was craving 
some structure. Like, you know, especially when you run every day, it's like, you can just go out and I don't know, what do I want to do today? Run a 5k? I don't know, run two miles today? I don't like, so I just needed someone to tell me what to do <laughs> regarding the running so that it didn't get boring. But yeah, they're so fun. I recommend it to anybody. Like there's a, there's a trial period and I know it changes depending on the, the like time of year or whatever, but like download the app and they have these outdoor runs. People do the treadmill runs outdoors. I'm a rule follower. So I really can't do the treadmill runs, not on the treadmill because I'm like, what if I'm outside and the instructor says to change the, the incline to 5% and I'm on a flat road. Like how will I adapt? So I only do the treadmill runs on the treadmill and the outdoor runs outside, but it's really great content. So <laughs> yeah, I could like, honestly, I could just cry because that is, that is me too. <laughs> Wait a minute, but there's not an incline right here. What am I going to do? Yeah, yeah, definitely same, same as me. I would feel the same way. That is so funny. So with, with the Peloton app, it's just the app, right? You don't have to like you don't have any other you, yeah you don't have to have the equipment um i i don't have a bike i did some indoor cycling classes for a time like at our gym and like i got past the like period of time where your butt hurts from like doing the indoor cycling mm -hmm. and then i i i don't know just like having to drive to the gym and like take a class with people and i, I it was never for me. I never got into it. But I know people who swear by the bike. And even if they don't, it, you, you don't have to have the, the Peloton bike. You can just, you know, have the app for 12 bucks a month and use any indoor stationary bike or your outdoor bike on a trainer. Um, there's also the tread. The tread is incredible. Um, the, the tread plus is just a, a wonderful piece of equipment. Um, but you can do the treadmill um, runs with any treadmill or you don't have to have a treadmill at all. You can do them outside. Like I said, they're very creative people who think outside of the box, not like me, and who do the treadmill runs outside that have no treadmill or access to a treadmill. Um, but yeah, there's also, there's yoga, there's stretching. I mean, uh, so I went for so long, um, not, like not doing any cross training. When I like first got into running, I was really into bar for a while. And I was really into um, hot yoga for a while. And I was in incredible shape. I mean, just, I was so flexible and bendy, but I also felt like it complemented my running. Um, and the the bar I thought like toned me up and leaned me up and and then like I just got to a season in life where I like I did not have a schedule for group fitness I joined a 24-hour gym and for a while um you know depending on what my rehearsal schedule was like for shows that I was uh music directing I couldn't be not walking into the gym until 11 o'clock at night to run, you know, that last hour of the day to keep the streak alive. Um, so I think the thing that working out with Peloton has brought back into my fitness routine is being able to do those workouts that I really liked the group fitness classes minus the like being 
stuck with a particular like time frame and location being able to do it in my house is great so yeah I've started practicing yoga again I've started stretching before and after runs I mean and I just I I have seen so much progress in my running just in three months from you know having someone else tell me what to do with some fun workouts and complimenting that that way so yeah yeah I was gonna ask um because you mentioned when once you when you first started running you were really interested in doing this and doing this right so I was I wanted to ask what does that look like how have you prevented injury over I mean what was your run streak today you're over three you're well over 365 yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit 365 in February. So I don't know. It's like 340, I don't know. It's like my husband brags about it all the time. He can always tell somebody what what day of my streak is on, but I have to go back to like the last day on my Instagram post to yeah. look or my streak tracker on my phone. So it's, I don't know, 340 or three or no, past that. Like maybe it's 430. I don't know. I'm past 365 for this yeah. week. But to be able to do that, I mean, there has to be maybe, you know, also some like inherent type of like, like fitness, right? Because mm -hmm. um, with me, I have scoliosis and it just seems to kind of always throw my gait out of whack. And so I'm constantly uh -huh. having some issue or another. So how do you, how do you keep yourself injury free? I have gotten, I think, really adept at listening to my body um, and, and taking it easy when I have to take it easy. So um, if I feel like any little niggling sensation that feels like it might turn into something, I am on the foam roller or with, you know, uh, like a ball or just doing like manual trigger point massaging out of... Um, of of the knots um and and for a, a long time i would um I, I would alternate days so i would make sure that i had at least three days where i was just running a mile a day in in a week and so i would run a 5k one day and just a mile the next day um i've, I've built up to being able to um to sustain a little more mileage. And I think that both my mind and my body are happier um, with the mileage that I'm at now. But I think that when I got in my brain that I wanted to bump up my mileage, I knew that I needed to do it incrementally mm -hmm. um, and not just go from, hey, this week I'm running 15 miles a week and next week I'm up to 30 miles a week. So, um, but yeah, when I feel tired, I, I say, hey, this is a day where I'm not running more than 10 minutes today. And if that means um, that, you know, I run just like a mile and change and maybe I'll take a 30 minute yoga class or I'll do um, a hit cardio workout. I um, also, my mother gifted my daughter and I both with Apple watches, um, maybe six months ago. And that's been fun for us to like, get to track our fitness together. We had, we both had garments before, but like, we're really big on closing our rings now. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's uh, the game, the gamified fitness, but also like the following the rules and having a calendar with like, you know, pretty little colored things. I mean, like th those are the things that speak to me and, and my motivation. Oh, I'm going to show you. I got this, speaking of calendars, and now, like, I'm just now starting to get back into everything. 
Mm-hmm. The commit 30. So now I haven't updated this because again, I'm just starting to get into back into it. But yeah, so then you've got a nice like weekly planner and Fun. motivate yourself and it comes with a pack of stickers and who doesn't love a pack of stickers? I love stickers. I was very upset today when I got my second COVID shot and it did not come with an I got a COVID shot sticker, like the things that motivate us. I, I, I didn't get a sticker. I actually, um, I convinced myself not to buy this, but there's actually Fauci ouchy stickers. Oh my goodness. It's like it's a cartoon Fauci with a mask right? on because I got my Fauci ouchie. So <laughs> I had to convince myself not to get it. I, if I would have known that they existed, I would not have been able to convince myself away from it. I did though get a cookie and a bottle of water. So it kind of felt like I had just finished a race. Like it was at the convention center <laughs> and I left and, and they, they did not have bananas, but they had bags of chips and cookies and, and bottles of water. And I was like, oh, it's a different kind of race event. But, um, but yeah, really no. COVID, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> right. But I will have to check out that planner. That looks like right up my alley too. I, yeah. So how long have you been using the planner? Um, I actually just got it for, for Christmas. I gifted it to myself for Christmas. So I started using it this year with really big goals. Um, I actually was super healthy. And then I, I, um, I think I did a really, really hard strength training workout and then tried to go out for a nine mile run in Mm. early January. And it hasn't been right since. I started easing my way back and then I got COVID and I have asthma. So (laughs) getting my lungs to feel any type of way that could keep me moving um, was really difficult. But I will say I am feeling really good. Like I'm just... I, I don't want to say it too much. I'm knocking on wood. I'm feeling great. And I feel like, um, like I can kind of start thinking toward my first marathon, um, which is coming this October, hopefully. Uh, it was supposed to be last April and then November and this April and now October. So we'll see. So they've already pushed it like they, like they were trying to hold the event. Which race is it? It's the New Jersey Marathon series. Yeah, I did the half. And like I said, I went to that expo. I did the half. And after the half, I was like, do that twice? No. I'm (laughs) like, "Uh, no, not for me. And then you just get the bug, right? You're just like, what can I I have my body do for me? Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know that everybody's different. And I don't know whether or not, like, that will ever be something that I want to do for a while. It was really important to me to always be half marathon ready. And I ran like five different half marathons, like training cycle back to back to back. Um, And I actually, I got to pace a half marathon. I got like a last minute call that someone had had dropped out from the pacing group and they were like, would you be comfortable doing this? And it was at a, at a pace that was like, like really easy, like long, slow distance, um, uh, like long run pace for me and I jumped at it and, um, and 
and when I did that, I was like, who, like how many people can just get a call two days ahead of time and be like, Hey, can you like run even splits for 13.1 miles to help other people achieve their goals? And so when I did that, I thought, man, I always want to be in that kind of shape where I can pace a half marathon. And I haven't, I haven't run 13.1 miles in, you know, at one time in years, but I'm starting to build up my long run um, mileage again. And I'm like, but uh, I've done um, a couple of eight milers in the past month that I've been like really happy about. And my goal is like by May to be running at least a 10 miler or two a month so that I can get back up to that distance. But, um, but the training for the half marathons, I remember when I was in the thick of training thinking like, I just do not have the capacity, especially um, with what I do, uh, being a musician when, you know, we're not in COVID times and I'm like actually working a lot. A lot of my work is nights and weekends and that's when a lot of people do their do their long runs. So I just remember thinking for the longest time, I'm not sure if that's ever going to be for me to, you know, go out for three or four hours for a long run on a Saturday or Sunday, especially um, when my oldest daughter was younger, you know, to think to like, you know, just leave her at home for hours on end for a weekend, you know, but as you well know, everything in life, it, there, there are seasons of life and, and things change. The you know, landscape of what our, what our lives look like can change really, really quickly. You blink your eyes and you thought what was like forever and, oh, this is my life now is just like a memory in the rearview mirror, uh, you know, a couple of months or a year later. So um, I haven't like ruled out running 26.2 um the way that i had a couple of years ago just thought like oh i'll never be interested in that um but it hasn't um that bug hasn't bitten me the same way as getting faster and i found that like i love running the same distance over and over again and and just chasing down prs so i um we had this 10k in maryland that was a point to point um race for five years called the across the bay 10k and it goes across the chesapeake bay bridge oh wow and and um Wait, like and so was, like over yeah and you don't come back like it's a it's a four it's a four mile bridge span <laughs> let me let me tell you so we went to the outer banks this past summer um uh-huh. and it was very rainy on our way down rainy and windy can I tell mm-hmm. you how many times I nearly peed myself? My husband was <laughs> driving, and there were actually like tears in my eyes. Um, so I cannot imagine running that. Like, oh, I mean, it must so have been much... beautiful, but at the same, like, person, like it, it. I'm very it's, intrigued. It's gorgeous. It's so yeah. much fun, and it was a huge race. They they had. I mean, it like it felt like a big city race. Uh, except there are no spectators because, you know, they don't want just like random people like on this like bridge standing still forever. So, um, but, uh, but it was really, really cool that you got to run and see these expansive views of, um, of the Chesapeake Bay. And I think that at, at its biggest, uh, there were like 15 or 20,000 runners doing this race. 
Wow. And then, and then there's a huge festival. So you just run across it once and then like uh, over on the other side at the Eastern shore of Maryland for a couple of miles and it dumps you out into this big field. And then there's like just a huge party festival afterwards with music and beer and lots of food trucks. And um, so I, I did it for five years, the medals actually were puzzle pieces. And again, being a rule follower, I was like, they said the first five years, like if you ran the race every year, your medal, like they would fit into one another. And I'm like, I'm doing this race every year for five years so that I can have the whole series of medals that fit into one another. Um, and I did that, but you know, how do you keep something fresh when you're running the same race every year? So, uh, I really found a lot of like joy and drive in trying to get faster and running a faster 10k every year. And, and some, some years I didn't, but the years that like, I really put a lot into my training and was able to like take some minutes off of that were just so rewarding. And that's also what I love about running is that your slow pace might be someone's fast pace and your fast pace might be somebody else's slow pace. And it really doesn't matter because you're really only racing yourself and what, how far you can push your body. And I think that says a lot about the community also for, for those of us who just run for the fun of running and challenging ourselves. I think it makes it kind of better. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, it's been really fun for my daughter to um, like get into seeing, seeing me run and be interested in running herself, but she gets the biggest kick out of everybody that crosses the finish line gets a medal. And it's like, yeah, like we're like, it's called a race. And for the like really elite people that are running for money, like in a big race, yes, it matters who crosses the finish line first, but everybody else is running for different reasons, but for the same, you know, accomplishment of crossing the finish line. So everybody gets a medal. Um, and, and I, I do love that because I am, uh, I, I am, uh, I think healthfully competitive person, but mostly competitive with myself. I love racing my former self and just seeing how much farther I can push myself. And I love seeing that in other people too, that you can really be supportive in this running community because everybody's got different goals, but we're all running toward that same thing. And it's a, it's a valuable lesson too, for them to see us improving ourselves that I feel for myself, having started running at a later age, I didn't start running until I was 31, um, 32, whatever, um, that I really amaze myself to start something so new, so much later in life. Mm-hmm. And to challenge myself now for my first marathon at 38 years old, I'm like, it just goes to show that age is but a number and you are only, you're only as strong as you, as you think you are. You're only as old as you think you are. For sure. Yep. Yeah. No, I 100% relate. I didn't start running until I was 30 and I feel myself getting stronger every, every year, you know, because I have something that is that is pushing me to get stronger whereas you know I have some friends that are like oh don't turn 40 like everything breaks when you turn 40 and it's like you know who knows like maybe it'll take 
longer to recover from long runs when I turn 40, but I really feel like I'm getting faster and stronger um, and tougher the, the closer that I get to 40, as opposed to, you know, people who have other passions and fitness isn't one of them, running isn't one of them, and they might be slowing down. I feel like I'm charging full speed ahead. <laughs> I completely agree. My, and my husband's turning 40 this Friday and um, on the 16th. And we both, we've heard it so many times, like, oh, just wait. It started when we were in our 20s. Oh, just wait till you're 30, okay? Wait till you're 35. I'm like, okay, we're, we're <laughs> past that. And so now it's the wait till you're 40. And honestly, I think that health is important to us. Um, and, and this whole fitness thing, he was always athletic. I wasn't. But Izzy and her challenges kind of made me realize that I need to appreciate my body more and what mm-hmm. it can do for me. Um, and so, like you said, as I'm, you know, I'm 38, he's 40, we're just charging right through these years and it feels really good. Um, because even with injury, I was actually telling him today that I started doing, started some more strength training now, um, building up my little gym downstairs. And I had lost quite a bit of strength since I hadn't been doing any cross training or anything, right. but I was able to build it back up so much faster than I built it up in the first place. My body's able to recognize these ex- exercises. My muscles are, know what they're doing and they know where they need to be. So it feels really good to just get back into it. Isn't that incredible? I do feel that way about rebuilding being easier than than building the first time. And I think that people are sometimes reluctant to start over again because they think that it's starting from, from like, you know, the basement, but like the basement is already there. The foundation is already there. You just have to like put the walls back up again. So you're totally right. Like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's not without challenge, but it's not nearly as hard as like the first time that you did it. Yeah. And um, so you were talking about your daughter and kind mm-hmm. of looking at like, wait a minute, you're getting a medal. You have one little one uh, who is starting to do some running herself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have a nine-year-old Imogen and I have a 16-month-old Juniper. And, um, and Imogen has never known me to not be a runner, even though I started running when she was two, she does not remember a time when her mama was not a runner. And like, you know, that was one of the things that was very important to me. And she's always been fast, you know, she's always like darted around places, but she um, started getting really interested in, um, in running, maybe I would say just in the past, um, 18 months and then when like everything happened with uh the pandemic and we had a lot more time at home she was interested in going out with me so we got her some running shoes and and she's been doing um she's been walking and running intervals and she runs on the on the peloton tread plus she has her favorite trainers on there and it's i mean it is so adorable to see like my my mama heart explodes just seeing her develop a love for running for the sake of just moving your body and and um uh and it's so fun to watch her talk to her, her little sister she does like the hit cardio classes on peloton too and she has her favorite her her favorite instructors that do that they have this like 
family fun series. And so I started her on those. And she was like, mom, these are too easy. These are for younger kids. I would like to just do the regular workout. So she had her like little, uh, she's broken it since and she doesn't feel too badly about it, which <laughs> I think is healthy, but she had a little Peloton streak going for a while. Like, and you can track it in the, in the app, how many days you've worked out. So she was trying to, even if she wasn't, uh, running, um, that day, she wanted to keep her Peloton streak up. So she started doing these, um, these hit classes and it was so cute watching her talk to her little sister and, and go, Junie, don't you want to be strong? If you want to be strong and have muscles so that you can move your body, then you have to do the exercises. I mean, so yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's been really fun to see because she is, oh, sorry. She is like naturally naturally athletic, but she's not a like team sports person. And, um, and with our, like our lifestyle being like parents that work on the weekends, my husband is also a musician. Like we've never really had the capacity for her to like stick with a like long form weekend activity, like soccer or something like that. Like we've put her in swim lessons and she's a really fast little swimmer so to see her get interested in running has been really fun so she signed up for a running club at school and so she's going to start running um at school they they let the third graders she's in third grade they let the the third graders run so she gets to stay after school one day a week starting next week and they do like mobility drills and speed drills and they said they're going to do some relays and the goal is uh for all of the kids to be able to finish a 5k by the end of the school year so she's working toward that goal now which is really exciting to see that's really cool especially you know as we, we had talked about starting later in life with running but now you have the little one who who's starting at nine. So yeah. that would be really fun to watch that grow as, as she wants it to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love how she talks about strength because that's the way this whole fitness thing it, and running on optimism. For me, it's about strength, inner, inner strength, emotional strength, mental strength, and mm-hmm. physical strength. And what that means to me to pass that on to to Izzy, who has shown so much mental fortitude battling what she's battling. And, and we had talked, I had mentioned it before, before we were talking, um, that cycle of motivation. And I'm, I'm sure you feel that too, from, from your little one kind of motivating you to, to be stronger so that she can kind of continue taking that in and, and so on. Totally. I mean, I, I take very, very seriously um, my role of being a mother to a girl, I mean, to, to girls, period, like, you know, just to, to model what it means to be a a woman in this world that like, is not, that people aren't going to take advantage of you, that you can stand up for yourself, that you can do all of the things that it takes to just really be independent and strong and, um, and, and to like navigate this world with grace. So I, um, that, that really goes into my thinking in everything that I do is modeling the, the woman that I want, um, my girls to, to be like, and hopefully better than, you know, when they're, when they're grown up. So just, I, I, 
really do not take for granted the fact that I've been able to model a healthy lifestyle for, um, for both of them so that that is just something that they see as normal um, and, and is just a part of, you know, what they do. And, and seeing them look at what I do makes me want to do it even more. And on days when I don't feel like getting out there, it is a total cycle like you're talking about. I think like, you know, I have, I have these little ones that are looking at, at and hanging on to every single thing that I do. And they like, you know, they don't hold it against you, but they have little memories. They keep receipts about what you're doing and they remember how, how you behaved in, in uh, under these circumstances, you know, without you even saying anything about it. So um, so yeah, they keep me going. I, I hope that I push them too and, you know, in healthy ways. Um, uh, and, and I love, I love the, the whole concept of running on optimism, because I do think that there is something about, there's something about running that makes you more optimistic and hopeful and just like, oh, I can, I can do anything. Like, you know, if, if you can run, like you just have this outlook on life that, that there aren't the same limits that other people see, you know? So, um, I, I, that's going to stick with me just thinking about the, you know, the optimism that we carry into life because we get to, we get to run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, you know, there's, there's a difference between optimism and positivity, right? I feel like positivity is that like, oh, it's going to be fine and everything is great. No, optimism is knowing that it's not always great and that things really suck often, but that there's another side that you just, you, you run through it, literally, metaphorically, whatever, you run, you run through it and then in the end you'll be okay. You will still be here existing and there will be, like you said, another season. Totally. And so with that, I, I want, because you always seem so optimistic um, regardless. And you mentioned, you mentioned seasons of life and kind of running through them or meditating on them. What is, you know, moving every day do for you um, in terms of maintaining that mindset? I, I say that it keeps me from like burning buildings down because some, some days, you know, you're just like raging and fuming about, I don't know, what's going on in the world or what's going on in your, you know, personal relationships or professional life. But there is, if I can, if I can just like move my feet and get air moving through my lungs, I know that on the other side of that run, I'm always going to have um, a better outlook or a more, a more healthy perspective on what's going on. Um, so I, I know that I have to, I have to run so that I don't burn buildings down so that I don't <laughs> blow up relationships. I mean, I am generally a, like, you know, happy person, but, um, mm -hmm. but we all, we all have our challenges. We all have things that, you know, make us frustrated, um, or, or reasons to, you know, just like, you know, rage or lament or, or, you know, whatever the case is, but I have found that, um, that, that moving my body is, is one of the things that keeps me in a place of like sustainable homeostasis to be able to be the best 
me that I can be for my kids, for my husband at work. Like, you know, I just know that I am, I am better off and have more in the cup to pour into others. If I have done, done this little thing or some, some days it's a big thing, but, um, but yeah, it's just something that I have to do. I have to carve out the time to, to, to move my body, um, so that I can, I can be the person that I am. So I, I would say that running has changed me. Um, especially, you know, we've said it a few times having started later in life. And so I, I'm listening to you, um, say, you know, what this role that running plays for you. Can you like almost like remember a time before running and how you might have dealt with challenges? Uh, yeah, I would eat. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think that we all have our, I I think that we all like, we, we medicate ourselves. Everybody has to medicate themselves in some way, whether it's like, you know, binge watching Netflix or eating or drinking or, or running or, you know, boxing, like everybody has something that like it, that, that kind of brings them back to, um, like a a neutral position. And before, before I, before I ran, I ate like, you know, it's like, I I drank coffee. I mean, I still drink a lot of coffee, but like, I didn't, I I put things into my body. I didn't burn them. I I didn't burn them off. Um, And just talking about like being a musician there, it's, it can be very sedentary, you know, like you're, you're moving uh, like behind the piano um, but especially being on the, the musical side of theater, I'm not like up around and moving my body. So I could be sitting in a rehearsal room for eight hours. And then afterwards, because I didn't have, I didn't have like running and physical activity and fitness as a part of like my toolbox to like, just medicate I would you know go out to a restaurant afterwards and like eat a crazy rich meal at like you know 10 o'clock at night so I do I do remember and I would never go back to it you know I just remember how poorly I felt and I didn't realize how poorly I felt until I like stopped medicating myself with late night food and and all of that stuff yeah I think that's common you don't you don't realize how how cloudy or foggy life might be until it feels really good and you're like wait a minute this is right this feels good I definitely can relate to that um I don't know what I used to do but running running and you know for me running and fitness in general because I I love strength training I love picking Mm -hmm. up heavy things and putting them down (laughs) (laughs) I've always been a, a small person and I think that I had some sort of complex of like weak, fragile girl. And now I am, I feel so strong. It's insanely empowering. So you said that you're building up a, a, a home gym with a lot of weights. Yeah. So I'm working on it. I actually, so I started with, so we started with a rower, then friends mm-hmm. of ours had a treadmill that they're like, you know what, we're going to be really honest with ourselves. We are not using this. Do you guys want it? And we're like, yes. So I've got a rower and a treadmill. And then I got some like resistance bands, like the ones that you can hang on, uh-huh. on a floor and you can kind of do some rows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
I've got other resistance bands and all different kinds of levels of resistance, which actually are really great. Like it's a resistance bands are fantastic because you can also bring them anywhere. Exactly. I'm so excited. I had ordered some resistance bands that I was hoping would come uh, in before we went on our little spring break excursion and, uh, and they got stuck in the mail because the mail yeah. is awful now. And I was like so excited to be able to like to keep up with, yeah, I mean, that was one of the main reasons that we just also, we, uh, our house, we do not have space for like a whole bunch of weights. I have two pairs of dumb, dumbbells. I have five pounders and 10 pounders and that's, you know, it. So I'm excited to, to, for these resistance bands to come in to start incorporating them into my routine. And you can do so much, like legs, upper body, core. You can do so much with the resistance bands. But I was missing um, dumbbells. <laughs> but I don't know if you know, but dumbbells are scarce. They Everything are. closed. <laughs> yes. I, 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 yes, they are. They're expensive and they're impossible to get. <laughs> Yeah, I picked up one dumbbell at Target the other day, one 10-pound dumbbell, but you can do a lot with one 10-pound dumbbell, and it's the, um, the, the Spree brand ones, the, the mm -hmm. hexagonal ones, so yeah. I know that once they have more, I can get its meat, like it, right. it's not going to be impossible to find the, the next one, but you can do a lot with one 10-pound one dumbbell. I did some nice like alternating rows, some crunches. I have also an adjustable kettlebell. Uh-huh that's um it's a little clunky for some things because it has to fit all the weights up to 40 pounds right. but you know you the fun thing about lifting is that you can figure out how to do stuff you can figure out how to change up an exercise that maybe you had done before with other equipment to make it work for what you have um i really like it i really do and um i turn up the music downstairs um and just go. Just nobody bother me. I love it. Um, and I'm lifting right now three days a week, focusing really on my core because of my scoli. I want to make sure mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm, everything's kind of holding up there for, right. I'm hoping that'll help prevent like these gait issues that I've been having and these other leg injuries. Yeah. Core is huge. I don't think that, you know, I know that for the longest time I, did not pay attention to my core. And I, I, I noticed almost instantaneously, like within two weeks of just paying attention to my core strength, I like just how much easier running feels, how my, my pace improves and how much more efficient my, my running is. So I hope that that really does help with your gait because I feel like I, you know, I just look like a little gazelle. I mean, I, who knows, I, like, you know, if somebody had a camera and they were recording me, I might not look like a gazelle, but I feel like I'm just like floating on the trail. Now I feel like I am running really, really efficiently now that I'm paying attention to my core. Yeah, it's been about a week and a half for me, and I went from like kind of like clip clopping. Like, do you ever have those runs where you feel like you're like clip clopping, like everything just kind of like. <laughs> so I went from feeling like that to really just kind of like flying. Like, I, it felt like there were springs in my shoes. Um, and so with that, it almost takes almost like a more mental aspect to pull back knowing that mm -hmm. perhaps like you really should kind of rein it in and right 
So it, it's such a it's such a fun game of of physical and mental. I think that's the fun of running, like this game you totally. play and knowing. And and the fact that you paced, I find that fascinating because to know that you're keeping up a certain pace and just kind of being able to feel that, that's mm-hmm. really a challenge for me. And I think for a lot of people. I, you know, I would highly recommend to anyone to um, like, once they get to a distance that they feel comfortable with, just like forcing yourself to slow down and, and keep even splits. It's, it's harder than it seems, but once you do it, you really feel invincible. Like, oh, like I, and, and, and and then you still have, I I think that's the only time that I have crossed the finish line of a half marathon with plenty more in the tank, you know, because usually you're like trying to progress it. Like you want to start slow enough, but like, you know, not too slow that you're, you know, blowing your goal, but you want to just get a little faster and faster until you have nothing left to give. That was just like, it really felt like I had a superpower that like, I could just like, I could do this forever. That was probably the one time that I was like, huh, maybe I could run a a, a marathon if I'm running it. If I'm, if I'm running these splits, I mean, you know, who knows, I could have gotten to 15 miles and then been like, no, I'm done with this. But, um, but it, it, I think it's a really great skill to have too. And just talking about injury, I think that one of the one of the big mistakes that people make are like doing too much hard running. I know that that's a mistake that, or like you know, a trap that I can fall into, thinking like you know, playing with my pace and like, oh, I made I made this incremental progress. Let's see if I can beat that this week. Like, no, that's not what we're supposed to do. Whereas most of our running should be easy. Like, you know, we, it, um, uh, so I try to do like, you know, one or two speed workouts a week now and, and a long distance run and like one wild card and everything else is, is easy running, um, where, I like I don't wear like a chest strap heart rate, but I do try to look at my um, heart rate and and make sure that the zones look more like most of my running is in that like you know zone three and zone four for the easy runs, whereas I will let myself have those one or two runs a week where you know most of it is in in zone five. Um, but we need to find that that balance. So I find like that's a that's a good game to play with yourself on the days where you should be taking it easy. Like, let's see for these three miles, if I can run just completely even splits or how close I can get to running the same pace for this distance that I'm really comfortable with. Absolutely. And today, coincidentally, um, so I did my two mile run today and uh, I went out and, and I just, I was kind of chaotic in my head because um, my husband wanted to come out with me and then he had a call and I'm like, uh, I, I got to go because I got to go pick up Izzy. And so it was just kind of like my head was chaotic and I kind of had thought before he decided he wanted to come out, I thought that I would do a speed run. And then he decided to, that he wanted to come out. And so we were gonna do three miles. I was like, okay. So then in my head, I had settled that this was gonna be a slow or three miles. And then that all got jumbled. So I went out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw down some strides. And I did. And then the last quarter mile, I was like, you know what you're going to do right now? 
you're going to back off. You are going to <laughs> feel you. like you are a turtle and you are going to back off. And I wasn't, I wasn't tired. I wasn't winded. I was, I was fine. So I could have kept flying. So I was so proud of myself to say, you know what, girl, you're going to back it up. And right. I did. And, and I just, I was, it's such a strange thing to take pride in going slow, but when you're really interested in the progress that you're making, when you're really understanding your body and understanding what the end goal is, that's when you realize that it's these little subtle changes that make all the difference. Totally. We need to give ourselves stickers for those, for the, the, like, <laughs> the victory slow days. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, um, so I don't know if you follow uh, Paper Trails Greeting Company. I need to, no. Oh, you do. So it's a, it's a greeting. I actually, um, I spoke with Kristen, the creator of Paper Trails, uh, two episodes ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a greeting card company completely devoted to runners. Oh my and goodness. like little runner's accomplishments. So I think that's such a great idea. Like some stickers like, hey, you slowed down today. Great <laughs> job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Especially for like building mileage. That was one of the things that I, I, you know, I had to remind myself, you can't build speed and mileage at the same time if you want to stay upright, you know? Yeah. So um, uh, so like I was making a transition from like a 77, um, mile month to like an 80 something mile month to a hundred mile month. And, and, and especially the jump from 80 miles to a hundred miles in a month, I made myself, um, you know, I realized that I needed to like stack three, five Ks in the middle of the week to, um, so that, and, and do a couple of like two mile runs uh, those, those days were for the first time. in I don't know how long I was running three consecutive five K's back to back. Those were my slowest runs because I was like, if I want to be, and, and there was so much stretching on the front end and the back end, because I, I knew that if I wanted to build up that mileage that it had to take a back seat to like, you know, breaking up all the fast twitch mu muscle fibers and like, you know, going, going out in that way. So I think we just have to remind ourselves of the, of the balancing game between the goals and you can't have too many goals concurrently that you expect to accomplish. That's what makes this whole thing fun. Again, like going back to that whole, this is, this is a, a, a personal game. It's a race against yourself. It's what, what can you do? And we're having this conversation and it's so funny because I just had this conversation in my head. Like during this run, <laughs> during that last quarter mile, I, was, I said to myself, listen, if you're looking to build up to be where you were, if you're looking to get to this marathon, the speed that I was trying to accomplish before, it obviously wasn't working for me. Right. So what do I need to do differently now? And I think what I need to do differently now is slow down. Totally. So that'll be really fun to keep in mind. And I will definitely keep this conversation in mind when I'm like, wait a minute, but I'm going so slow. It's, you know, it's, but you, you have, if you're going slow with the goal in mind of I'm going slow so that I can cross the finish line at 26.2, it puts it all into perspective. So it's all about, it's all about knowing why we're doing that. Yeah. I, I have noticed a change in this pandemic time not running at night because before 
before that, I did a lot of my running at night after, after work, after a rehearsal. Um, and, uh, and, and so just being able to run during the day, I'm like, oh yeah, like I miss this. Um, and morning running, I, it's a hard uh, to drag myself out of bed. But once I do, I, I never have had any regret for getting out of bed and running if I can just make myself do it. And then, and then you're up and you just have, you have so much more capacity than, you know, you might have otherwise if you just kind of fell out of bed into the day. So yeah, that's something I, I really, I think it's been about like four, three, four years that I've been saying this. I need to get better about just getting up and doing it. And every time I'm like, well, if it were a race day, you would have gotten up and just did it. So what is the difference between that and this? And it's just the, the urgency. I need to create a little fire in myself, a little urgency in myself to just get up and do it early. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the accountability of having someone that was there at the track to meet me and like, you know, if I did not get out of bed, I was letting her down, um, was really just, was the only thing that really got me out of bed for a long time. Um, and even now we don't get to run together as much as we used to. And I think that that is really when I stopped being a regular morning runner, when I didn't have someone to, uh, run with. And it's harder in this time, but like, um, I, uh, one of the fun things back to Peloton that like you can do is that you can like set up these like uh, runs with people virtually. And so I have gotten into like, I've met a couple of people on Reddit that we are like, you know, running, like making our own running challenges to run like these certain workouts, like one a week. And, um, and I'm approaching my hundredth run on the, uh, Peloton platform. And I was like, not going to run with Peloton for the rest of the week because I got to 99 today and I really wanted to do a live run with one of my favorite trainers. And then I just saw that they took her off of the schedule for Saturday. And so then I was just kind of like underwhelmed. Like I, I'm not going to like not run on the platform for like three days and save myself for this Saturday run that I'm not excited about anymore. So I like went and pouted about that on the <laughs> internet. Again, like, you know, you find your people wherever they are that you can talk to the things that you're, talk about the things that you're passionate um, about. And, uh, and so this, this other woman that is in this like small little sub accountability group for this, um, April running challenge that we're doing, she was like, yeah, I got to 99 today too. And I'm bummed about Saturday. I'm probably just gonna, you know, run this, whatever run on Thursday. And I said, well, you know what, if you want someone else to like cross that hundred runs finish line with you at the same time, like, let me know when, and I'll run with you at the same time. And you can like, see that other people are on the platform running with you at the same time. So I love the kind of community that they've been able to foster, even with people spread out all over the place. Um, so there's something about that accountability, like just showing up to run with someone, even if it's not alongside them, but at the same time that I think is really powerful. Absolutely. And I think that's so amazing. I, we, I've been talking lately about how so many different people and companies kind of have pivoted to bring communities closer together. And that's so amazing. And it definitely speaks again to, to this running community that 
we're all cheering each other on regardless mm -hmm. of what our little individual goal, little or big um, goals are, we're cheering each other on because why not? Because we know how good it feels to be accomplished. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. It's really awesome. So, so did you do, you did your hundredth run? Or no, I did 99 today. So I was going to wait do 100 on Saturday, but now I think that I'm going to run 100 on the platform um, tomorrow okay. with like this stranger on the internet at some, sometime in, in the evening. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really, really <laughs> awesome. And so fun. It's like you, you definitely make friends through all of this. It's like, it, it's strange, right? Um, but it's been really fun to just talk running, talk optimism, talk accomplishments, talk life, because um, we're all dealing with something and we're all doing something and the world is crazy right now. And sure. we could definitely all use a little bit more brightness and lightness. It's not to say that we brush aside all this crap that's going on, but you can't, you can't help or, um, you can't be a helper if you're, if you're not settled yourself. Right. Yeah. My husband and I were actually talking about this the other day, just like you can't let the things, especially the things that you can't control consume you like, you know, with, with, you know, anger or, or helplessness, or like you have to find those pockets of joy that keep you going, even in, even in the tough, tough times, especially in the tough times, like, you know, if we just wallow in, mm -hmm. in, in helplessness, like we, we won't be able to keep moving forward. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about running. It is a, a physical manifestation of, you know, what we're all doing in life, which is like just putting one foot in front of the other, regardless of what's going on with the day, regardless of what's going on in life, just pushing forward. Well, thank you so much for talking. This was a lot of fun, just talking running and keeping that streak alive. I think that um, that everybody will be cheering you on. Well, well this has been tons of fun. <laughs> thank you so much. I've had an absolute blast and uh, we will, let's do it again sometime, right? Yeah, let's, absolutely. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was an absolute blast to just talk running with Tiffany. Um, I think that she is such a positive energy and such a light and her run streak and what she does with running and what running does for her just exemplifies running on optimism. So as always, if you like the episode, let me know if there's something else you want to hear. Also let me know there's a bunch of ways to reach me and all the information will be in the show notes and hopefully you will tune in again next time for Running on Optimism.